Um, what's your name, my man? Mike. Mike. Mike, get on the mic real quick. What's up? When here's the thing: when we have white people in the room on the Red Bull <laughs> podcast, we already we always want to know who they are. Yeah, Mike. Before we get into our guest, yeah, yeah, you are Caucasian, and that makes me curious. Yeah, about how you got here with the brothers today, Mike. What do you? What is it that you do? Uh, I'm the uh, sound engineer. Yeah, at the Third Wheel Podcast Studio. But is that your? That's your trait. Like you do. That's what you do. Like I, do do or like are you rap or are you comedian? I do, uh, musician, stand up comedian. Musician, stand up comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. I don't do them together. You don't do them different. So you don't like play instruments out there while you're doing. Nah, nah, nah. No. Totally different. Music is real. Stand up is fun. All right. So because you're you're a stand up comedian. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. And based upon this, me and Ryan Toby from City High. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> We're going to decide whether or not we like you. All right. Who are the top five stand-up comedians? Oof. I can tell you. I mean, that to me, that's one of the like. Uh, well, my order. I'd say Patrice O'Neill, number one. Oh wow, that's wow. my. We fuck with him. Give it up. That's, my, that's it. That's it. Uh, that's that's it. my goat, dog. He's fucking all day. That's it. I, listen, I wouldn't put him number one, but the fact that you fucking with Patrice means that you know good stand up. That's my see. dude, man. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. He's my personal number one. But mm -hmm. I, th I always tell people like, uh, I, like uh, people's Mount Rushmore. Yeah, you're number three. People's like Mount Rushmore. Like you know, obviously they always throw in like you know the Richard Pryor, the Lenny Bruce, the George Carlin. But my personal is like Patrice, Chappelle, Bill Burr. And then I after those, there. yeah, Bill, he's fucking great. But after yeah. Chappelle, Patrice, and Burr, it's like a David. It starts like you know David Tell, and there's a ton of people to me fighting for that. But I mean, Patrice is like I listen to that dude almost every day. What's your name still. again, brother? Mike Maslow. Give it up for Mike, right. man. Give it up for Mike, man. Mike, I feel like I met you before. Yeah. Maybe you you do any engineering at any studios, any recording studios? Um, no. Uh -huh. I was I was working sound at the Hollywood Improv, and it's mostly like clubs okay. like that. And yeah, shit, but... So, uh, welcome. Once again to the Red Pill Podcast. Hey, clap for the Red Pill Podcast real quick. Normally we just make the white people clap, but now we've, we're on the same wavelength as Mike. I have a very, very special guest in the house. You guys might have heard me briefly introduce him, but it's crazy. We have Ryan Toby. Yes. From City High. Yes. What would you do? Let me tell you how me and Ryan met. I, I met Ryan. And from Sister Act 2, Oh Happy from Day. From Sister Act 2, Oh Happy Day. Excuse yeah. me. But I, that was the beginning. Me and Ryan <laughs> met because we boxed at the same at the same gym. We yeah. boxed with the great Phil Polina mm -hmm. over at Polina Boxing. And uh, I, I was introduced to him. I was like, yo, man. Because it's the weird LA thing. I was like, yo, that's... That's the dude from City High. But, like, I don't want to say it. I don't want to come over to you and, like, you know, start blasting the song or whatever. Right. But the last time we had such interesting conversations about right. music, about your journey, about just the whole industry. I was like, yeah, you need to come in mm -hmm. and do the podcast. And then, coincidentally, you got a shout-out this weekend on SNL. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez was singing the, What Would You Keenan Do, Kenan Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, the, and Chris Redd, they did, a, a like, a sketch, a parody uh, of these uh, hip-hop carolers, Christmas carolers that came to somebody's house. And uh, they came in and they were like, yeah, we're carolers. <laughs> and they said, from the late 90s, early 2000s, right. you know, groups like, and they're like, uh, the Fugees. And, da -da -da, and they like, and City High. And they do this whole thing on City High. like Right, and you didn't know that this was going to happen. Hell no, I didn't know that was going to happen. Wa you just, were you watching it or did someone send it to you? No, no. I um, Well, first of all, my wife and I loved 
Saturday Night Live. I don't even know a lot of people my age or, you know, especially black people that even watch that show, but okay. we we just, love you just that spoke, show. You just spoke you know for a whole race. <laughs> you, you just said for a whole race. Like, I don't listen. Let y'all know, man. Black people don't fuck with. I'm going to be real with you. Me and Charlamagne had that had a conversation. Charlamagne right. was like, black people don't watch fucking Saturday Night Live. Right, right, now. Yeah, right. So, yeah, But we see the clips right. when they go viral. So yeah, like so, so I'm just saying we love the show. But mm-hmm. anyway, and I happened to be up uh, Saturday night and I went on my Instagram and there was just this one person tagged me like one low lonely person tagged me. I never even seen this be person lonely. Before. Meaning, you, like, 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 God damn, like it wasn't Ryan. like this influx of inboxes or DMs. Like normally, if anything, I'm associated with. You know, you know with, how you I say that, a, dog? You know what I mean? A flood. You know how you say that? Yeah. One single person tagged you. When you True. say one lonely person, you make it seem like it was somebody in a fucking igloo well, not somewhere. The person was team. lonely. The the tag it was lonely. It was yeah. by itself. God damn. The, per- the tag was just so that tiny. That tag you might have all the bitches. You don't know. <laughs> Well, go ahead. So anyway, I saw it and I'm, I was like, who is this? You know what I mean? And it wasn't like a flood. So uh, I clicked on it and I was like, what? And I'm looking at it and I'm trying to figure out what what, what was going on. Jennifer Lopez. And I saw that she was going to host the show with, uh, and the baby was the musical mm-hmm. guest. The baby. So, uh, yeah. So I, I looked at the clip and I just said, wow, this is crazy. This is like. And then didn't she post something and say, and <clears throat> said something like a, an amazing group she used to tour with or something like that? Uh, no, feel- no, 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 no. That. J-Lo? Was that J-Lo no, who posted J-Lo that? No, J-Lo did not say that. Who said that? Because when you sent it to me... Oh, yeah, that... So that person, the person who tagged me said, I used to tour with... I still don't know who this is. So this is somebody... They so, said they so used this to... this lonely-ass person <laughs> says that they used to actually tour with you. Right. I don't know what that's about. So that's about. doubly you dissed them, and they I, say you <laughs> used to tour with them. So, but you no never shit. you never toured with J-Lo? No, no, never. Never? No. Who's the biggest artist at City High ever toured with? Uh, Wyclef, uh, Nelly. We were on a tour called the uh, MTV Campus Invasion Tour. <laughs> These uh, names always uh, seem so fucking corny years after. Right, right. It's like it's like yo, MTV <laughs> bangs the block tour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but nah, but I get it. Exactly. Campus Invasion Tour yeah, was so you and it Nelly. Was, and... It was like Nelly. It was Destiny's Child, Three LW, Eve, uh, and us. Wow, that was pretty huge. Oh, Three LW. Yes. Yo, bust this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, and I'm going to get into this real quick because mm-hmm. you said 3LW. Did you know, and I really got into it on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> did you realize mm-hmm. that 3LW ended because two of the girls from 3LW threw chicken on the other girl? How about this? Let me, let me, no, no hold did on. You, did you know? Hold on. I, I feel like I'm. I, this was a big thing because when I moved, I saw this on Twitter, I was yeah. like, yo, they threw KFC on her, and I was like, wait a minute, they didn't really throw. That KFC was one. That was on one them. of a few reasons. But hell, no. Let me fuck you up. Listen, the Go, girl that they threw the chicken on, yeah, who's in power? Yeah, the, the I was with her last night. I'm working on her on her album. She sings. You working on her album? I was literally with her. I'm going to be with her again tonight. Is, she's here for all, all week. Is she going to address <laughs> this chicken? She thing? did. She did a whole uh, on uh, was it TV? I one watched that, yeah, but I want to hear it thing. in song. <laughs> I want to hear, get these herbs and spices out of my hair. I, I want to hear it in song. You feel right, what I'm saying? Because right. like, people were like, Get your chicken on so, me. So this is, so exactly. I put my hands on you. See, bro, that's a hit. <laughs> but see, but look, 
because like I'm watching. So somebody posted something on. Right. Remember now, guys. I was in college at this time. I remember Three LW when they came out, but I just wasn't up on the breakup yeah. of Three LW. I yeah. didn't know what happened. Yeah. But then someone posted something, and it was the Cheetah Girls. Mm-hmm. And I had heard of the Cheetah Girls, but I'd never seen them. Yeah, would have been weird for me as a 23, 24 year old guy to be watching the Cheetah Girls yeah. on Disney Channel. So when you come at me like mm-hmm. you don't know the Cheetah Girls, nah, mm-hmm. nigga. Right. I didn't know the Cheetah Girls. Right. 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 Love them to death. Right. So I'm um I'm looking at the Cheetah Girls and I'm like, yo, isn't this just 3LW without the dog sister? Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, well, why didn't the dog sister mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. and join the Cheetah Girls and get the Disney Channel check too? Mm-hmm. And they go, well, they threw chicken on her. Yeah. What the fuck you mean they threw chicken on her? It was a whole lot her. that led up to that too. Like, I don't really, I don't want to really speak on the story. And I'm always telling the Tory, like, yo, man, let that shit go. You're doing bigger things now. Like, fuck you know that. Do you understand <laughs> that if you get fried chicken thrown at you, I don't know if it was grilled. Did they, they didn't have grilled then. No, not back then. That was, was before. The, so it had it to the be original. The, so it, it might have been spicy. So you have spicy you have, and original. That was all you had you have back either then. Two things. You yeah. have the extra tasty crispy, or the, you know, you <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? You have like one or two things. Damn, remember the extra tasty crispy. Crispy. Wasn't bad. Like I had a mild Crazy. KFC face, but yeah. now I, I wouldn't fuck with KFC. Now nah, KFC back in the day, like a bucket. Like your mom come home with a bucket on a Friday because she ain't cooking. Because it was Friday, KFC. You know? and I, it wasn't Popeyes with you. Back in the day, 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 it was KFC all day. Damn, it was called know. Kentucky Fried Chicken. It was it wasn't called KFC. I know, but what I'm saying is, your mom, who I'm sure is a beautiful woman, right? Mm. A beautiful sister that loved you. <laughs> she subjected you. Yeah. To a childhood yeah. full of KFC and not Popeyes. <clears throat> well, there was no Popeyes. Not in Jersey, not then. I'm 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 like grown grown, bro. I'm forty three years old. That, so I'm I, going way back. My nigga You know what I'm saying? I, I feel you. You don't predate Popeyes. Like, there be, was like, no Popeyes in New Jersey, so, in South Jersey. So there was no Popeyes in, in South Jersey. So that they didn't have it. No, maybe this explains I, so I, much yeah. about Jersey that y'all yeah. didn't have pop. I'm just and be not real in with South you. Jersey. Now maybe in, in North Jersey because you know Jersey is, is pretty big. So you got North Jersey, which mm-hmm. is more like New York influence, and then you got South Jersey, which is Philly influence, right? Right. I'm from South Jersey, so we grew up on cheesesteaks, the Eagles, Sixers. So you know like it's a Philly thing. Yeah, like there was said. no Popeyes popping nowhere around. So so <clears throat> the first time you tasted then. Popeyes, you was probably like, God, damn, yeah, fuck me up for sure. <laughs> but. <laughs> Let me ask you this though. Okay. Let me ask you this: Popeyes or churches or Bojangles? Nigga, hold on for a second. If you just ask me, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I gotta go Instagram live. I gotta go Instagram live. Like, I, gotta, I gotta go Instagram live. I, I, like, I can't. I, I, I gotta go Instagram live I, because uh, like, that, like of nah, all nah, time, nah, not nah, like, nah, not, nah, not, nah, not nah, just nah, based off nah, this nah, new chicken nah, sandwich. Nope, nope, nah, nah, not of all time. Just of, just of all time, because I remember the first time I had churches, right? And do, then I remember when I had Bojangles. I, for do the me a first favor. Time. Do me a favor. Don't say churches again. Nah. Don't if you okay. say churches. What, if if what you are say, the rules? I don't if know. If you say churches again, right, my right. ears are gonna vomit. Don't bring up churches chicken at all, bro. Like, I cannot believe this. I, I, I want to, like, bro, you know what? I've been sending money to, like, Amnesty International, <laughs> Unis- places like that, you know, to try to help people. I'm going to start sending money to South Jersey. Mm. Because if y'all spending y'all entire ho- childhood down there eating church chicken. <laughs> no, there was no church. That, there was no churches bro, in South Jersey. Let me clarify. Bro, so where did you, where did you. amongst my travels. I'm a, I'm a very traveled man. I've been traveling since I was very young. What, wherever you going. Yeah. To where they are eating church's chicken. Stop you fucking never going there. with churches? Bruh, when we when the nigga was down and out and broke. I didn't know that churches was the bottom of the three. 
Popeyes. So it go, it would go, it would go Popeyes, then Bojangles. Outside of KFC, I never ever heard. But Bo- I never even had. You never had before. Bojangles because it's on the East Coast. I'm from the South, so I've never had Bojangles. Uh, I've heard good things about Bojangles. In order for, well, yeah. I can't tell you this mm-hmm. without even having tasted Bojangles chicken mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that it's better than Church's. Without even having tasted it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that it's better than churches. Because I'll go up here and get this fried chicken from Ralph's before I eat some church's fried chicken. Church's yo, is the ugly friend that the two bad bitches bring yo, with. Bust this. Bust this. Don't bring her. Listen, Don't bust bring this. Her. Red Pill Podcast. We're in the Red Pill Podcast right now. That's funny. Bra- Red Pill Co- Podcast right now. With Look, Ryan Toby from City High. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going to hold y'all. I'm not going to hold y'all. I want to talk to y'all while we're doing the podcast live on Instagram Live about mm-hmm. one thing. I'm not going to hold y'all. Ryan said, he, he actually asked me the question, what chicken do I take? Churches versus Popeyes. Look at this, brother. Mm-hmm. What would you do? And then I said Bojangles. What would you do if your son and was said- at home <laughs> crying on the floor, on the bedroom floor, eating churches? Eating churches. <laughs> That's the fucking question. What would you do if your son was crying at home eating church's chicken? Church's chicken. I'm not vouching. I'm not vouching for churches at all. I have I have no, you know. Churches got some decent business. I got no dog in that race. But I just wanted to know because you from the South. So I was like, all right, well. What was y'all take on it? We grew up. I, it was Kentucky Fried Chicken when mm-hmm. I was young. I take his. Uh, then like, I started traveling, and it was like, so, oh shit, this spot and, called Churches. Then it was like, oh shit, Popeyes. Then oh shit, Bojangles. So then I learned about I, all those. Our guys. our take on mm-hmm. it in the South, or at least where I'm from, in my community, South Baton Rouge. I can't speak for the whole South. Mm-hmm. Our take on the Chicken Wars is this: you start off broke as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. In life, mm-hmm. you can go to churches, and for a dollar ninety nine, you can probably get nineteen pieces of chicken. Makes okay? sense, yeah. and they be all. Big and misshapen, you get to throw up, but at least you're not at least you're not starving, right? All right. Then you get a job. You work at Walmart or right. something like that. Mm-hmm. You get your hours up. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you can go to this place where the chicken is good called Popeyes. Okay. And after you've had one, okay. you never go back to the You okay. know why yeah, crime is so sense. high in Baton Rouge? Mm. Because it's niggas that have Popeyes and mm-hmm. they're trying to never eat churches again. Right, right. So they Makes they sense. they'll rob you mm-hmm. before they go back and eat churches again. All right. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear the name churches brought up in this podcast. No worries. I don't need that shit. So don't, Jeez, <laughs> don't worry Christ. about it. <laughs> Brian, this, I, this is my man. Question. Look, look, look. And they, oh, people down there saying KFC, it's not even a comparison. Miss Rhea says it's not even a comparison. Oh, wow. Y'all saying KFC too? Like, look, y'all got you KFC getting some love. I mean, KFC I mean, getting some love. Look. Kentucky Fried Chicken was the original. That was, that was you know, where it all began. It was original. 11, fried herbs, chicken? Is, 11 herbs and spices. Is it 11 or is it 12? I don't know. It was 11 herbs and spices. Is it 11 herbs and spices or is it 12? That was what I was raised on. 11? The bucket, the 12 pieces. And they might have added a herb. 12 pieces in the bucket. They added a herb. That's where the 12 comes from. Um, Original and there are people. There are people that are asking me to fight you right now. (laughs) Forgive me. About this. Anyway, let's get back to your life. We out. I just wanted you guys to hear that. that, Because y'all are not going to (laughs) believe that I make, that y'all are going to think the Vans Bulls are that actually, (laughs) she said churches is the white castle of chicken. (laughs) Agreed. Um, Definitely agreed. (laughs) So, um, let's talk about some of the things that we discussed before. Because I'm interested in the story of you. And obviously, when we talked about, uh, we kind of, hit on it that mm-hmm. you were in a group that had a lot of success you mm-hmm. toured with huge huge musical artists you maintain yeah. mm-hmm. uh, a very 
thriving, I'd say, musical mm-hmm. career, and you, mm-hmm. you've been able to manage to carve out a musical legacy, mm-hmm. whether people know it or not, mm-hmm. through your pen game and through your production. Yeah. Um, you started very young, and you've been in the game a lot longer than some people would say, and some people would know. 28 years. 28 years. Yeah. So it, did it start with Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit? Yes. Back yep. in the Habit. Yep, Back in the Habit. So, so that was your first introduction, that was my introduction to yep. the I music auditioned industry. for that. And that was my uh, first audition I ever went on in my life. Never been on an audition. Wasn't even aspiring to be an actor. I was just like a little little singing, little rapping, little kid from and you're from, from 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 South Jersey, as Brown, we said. New Jersey. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so you go to that and you get it. And I booked it like, whoa. And then it, uh, that was like the beginning of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, started doing that. And uh, At what point did you meet Whoopi Goldberg? I think I met Whoopi at like the last, very last audition mm-hmm. with like all the, the producers and the director, like everybody. And it was like down to like me and one other kid were up for the role. Yeah. Where's he at um, now, that kid? Chaz actually, he went on to do a lot of acting stuff. He was on Moesha. He was doing a lot of movies. Chaz is his, his name? His name is Chaz. Chaz Wilson, yeah. Okay, cool. And he's a really super dope singer. It's my boy. He's from Philly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a lot of sitcom stuff, a lot of... uh uh TV stuff, guest appearances, movie stuff, or whatever. I don't know what he's doing now. He was doing Broadway for a long time. Okay, shout out to Chaz. Yeah, so Chaz is the man. Um, yeah, so it came down to me and him, and then, uh, yeah, they picked me. And the role that I had in the movie wasn't even in the original script. They, like, made all that up. Like, yeah, hey, we're going to have you do this and mm. sing like this and do this big solo. Like, none of that was even in the script. Right. They just were making it up on the fly. And so it ends up being a movie that a significant amount of talent came from, right? Big time. Lauren Hill, yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Lauren Hill, Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt, yourself. Good. Yeah, it was dope. Um, it's, it was crazy because as Lauren Hill blew up, mm-hmm. we then remembered because even when we were when we were uh, we were boxing this past mm-hmm. weekend or whatever, I go, yo, you were in Sister Act 2, Back mm-hmm. in the Habit. And mm-hmm. then everybody was like, because I always say the full names of these movies, by the way. <clears throat> I say Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. <laughs> if there's a colon, right. I say the colon. Right, right, right. Um, and then they go, they go, uh, they go oh, Van, they say, Van, your black card is taken. I'm like, how could I lose my black card? Right. But not knowing that the guy that I'm boxing with right, is Sister right. But that's the kind of impact. Right. The movie, you know, choir started adopting yeah, it. It became yeah. a big deal. It became a part it of like. It was 25 years ago, too. Yeah. 26 years ago, actually. 26 years. So a lot years. of people don't realize that because it played on TV so much throughout yeah. the years. Mm-hmm. They don't realize it's been 26 years. What was the experience like making a movie? Did you feel like this was your path on? Honestly, I was so young and I was so green. It's not like I was, you know, was the little actor kid with the momager that was taking me to the auditions and shit. It was literally my first experience. It was like my only my second time in California. My mm-hmm. first time I was in San Diego visiting my brother. So then my second time in California, I'm on movie sets and going to rehearsals and going to Whoopi's house and hanging out. And, I'm, you know, I didn't even understand what the fuck was going on really so a lot of my faces and me being shy in the movie and so a lot of that was real <laughs> Whoopi like come on sing it say it with your chest and like you know what I mean Whoopi. she trying to get me to sing it from a diaphragm like I was really fucking shook as hell Whoopi like, you know was what Whoopi was giving you advice on how to sing in the script in the scene in the scene her not character in real life. sister mary clarence right because not because yeah, in yeah, real yeah. life you'll be yeah. like whoopi you don't know shit <laughs> no she was super cool though i got Whoopi's a g okay it seems real. like she would be she like was what, what was her presence like on set very very commanding i remember one time she blacked out on me uh because i dozed off like wow <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we were shooting a scene in the classroom and she kind of had her monologue where she's telling the kids, you know, you got to, and she's doing, and we're, you know, we're in the shot, but it's focused on her. And I'm like, I was so tired and wiped out because I had to, we had to do school. I think me, Lauren and Jennifer were really the only real high school students in the movie. The rest of the cast was like 30 yeah. years old. Yeah, they just look young. <laughs> right, 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 right. So we had school, we had classes, we had rehearsals, whatever. So I'm, I'm sitting at my desk, she's doing her, you know, they yell action, whatever. And I'm like dozing, I'm dipping. My head is like, I'm like falling asleep. They yell cut and I kind of, you know, woke up like, and, and man, she snapped on me in front of everybody. Don't what did she say? Ever in your life, like, when I'm doing my da 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 Like, I will shut this whole shit down and send your ass home. I will, you will be on the first Greyhound listen, bus back listen, to the Philly area. Listen. Eating churches, I've nigga. never been more awake. I've been awake since then. Right. Because if you think about that then. moment, it might, into, <laughs> you got, whoopee, you got Sealy mm -hmm. in your <laughs> shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, people know, it, it, generational explanations are always fun for me mm -hmm. because Whoopi has had such an amazing career, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you got winner and all of that stuff like that. But for right now, mm -hmm. people know her from being the host of The View for mm -hmm. this long. Mm -hmm. My life, knowing Whoopi Goldberg, is one of the, was knowing her as, should I say, one of the single biggest stars in Hollywood. She was huge. She was like Black Eddie Murphy. She was for sure. She was you know she her I mean? movies were not Black Eddie Murphy. Because uh, he is black. <laughs> Damn. Female Eddie Murphy. Female Eddie. Her movies were huge. Yeah. Her, her movies yeah, movies yeah. were huge. Then on top of that, uh she was an Oscar winner. She yeah. won an Oscar for Ghost. Yeah. Uh she was just on top of the world. She yeah. was a huge, huge star. Like a, yeah. a single black female mm -hmm. voice that was and that's like the top of the top right there. That's mm -hmm. A-list talent. Yeah. So when when that happened, were you did you go up to her and say, I'm sorry, Miss Goldberg? And this, blah, blah, blah. It felt like it, it felt like I got a whooping. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I just did, but she was so sweet and kind and everything else, but it was like Hey, about her shit. like wake your ass up this is the real deal you're on a movie set and I'm the queen and you don't ever do mm -hmm. no shit like that again so being on the movie set with Lauren Hill and Jennifer Love Hewitt mm -hmm. did you realize okay this is gonna be a transcendent uh, uh, star and this other person is gonna become a fine white girl no 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 Jennifer was uh, like 14 so she just was a little small little and you wasn't you know I mean? there was nothing you the, like you, the, the vanilla hadn't set in yet you weren't like, yo, Jennifer. Cause, cause at I one feel point, weird at to one point, say what I want to say. I don't want to say Jennifer loves you. But you were 14 too. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was 16. Oh, no, don't say it. Yeah. Because, like, we're yeah, not going to like, because, yeah. we're like, but, yeah. but it two, it's only two years, but you realize <laughs> yeah. that she was an attractive lady because she, for a long time, was. She was pretty much it. Yeah. The, the back half of the 90s and yeah. stuff like that. Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt. I didn't really know. I didn't know what was going to happen with her career. I will say, though, Lauren was was special. Everybody yeah, knew course. that. We all knew she was special. Because she was, if you go back and look at it, she's a very capable actress. Well, she yeah. did a great job there. Yeah. But then the voice and the, she, the her, talent. Yeah, and it was crazy. And, and she, I mean... She was so articulate and so smart, and mm -hmm. and then she's talking about this group she's in. I got this rap group, and oh, they were called, already together at this point. Yeah, but they weren't. It was just her new little group. She's talking about her, her group back in New Jersey, and it's like, well, you know, yeah, they're called the Refugees, and I was like, what kind of name is that? And yeah. she's like, you know, we're the Refugee Camp, and and my partner's name is Wyclef. It was all these weird ass mm -hmm. names, Wyclef Jean and Praz and Refugee Camp. And I was like, what kind of rap group are y'all gonna be? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um, and mind you, this is like during. Death 
death row and like Biggie and shit yeah. like that. So it's kind of like what yeah. you know what I mean? Because when they first came through, it was the Mona Lisa. Can I get it? Yeah, yeah, And it was like it was. It took us a while to yeah. catch up to the, the first Fuji album sound. tanked. Yeah, the first album break. But and you know what? Something interesting about that. People don't understand that that was common then. Mm-hmm. I think no doubt blue or maybe their second or third album. Mm-hmm. It was common mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. like for a label. To work an artist yes. for a little yeah. while, they like, will be invested. Yeah, to to put yeah. out to like it, it wasn't like nowadays you flop you yeah. drop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Facts. But but yeah. but now but 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 then you would see artists that sometimes it would be their second album second or their third, third album. Yeah. I mean, they, of course there were people that hit right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Of course there were people that got dropped right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it it it, it was it, it took a little bit longer. It was a different time it's in the time. music industry. Wyclef was even telling us, you know, he was like, he said, you know. Don't worry too much about, you know, the first album sales. He was like, it's all about that second album. That's when you start to really plant your feet in the sand and make your mark. And the third album, you know, he was telling us that early. So how weird is it that, did Lauryn Hill have anything to do with you getting hooked up with Wyclef? Only in the fact that he knew of me through her and through our relationship. And so, like, for instance, um... Uh, at her baby shower, I went to her baby shower in, in uh, what was it, East Orange, South Orange, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and like um, you know, Latifah's there, and all these people are there, whatever, and because you know her at state friends, huh? Yeah, and yeah. then um, <clears throat> and then um, Wyclef and I were in, and what was the other dude he had? Not not cannabis. What was the other guy? J- John, John, John Forte. Forte. So we ended up getting knocked and going to jail on some yeah, cocaine. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so me, Wyclef, John Forte, Proz, we're all like. Mm-hmm outside battle rapping. I'm battling these motherfuckers. I was like sick with the freestyle and all that. So Wyclef knew me from being Lauren's little friend from the movie that could rap and sing or whatever. So fast forward. So you're going on record. You were in a cipher with Hell Proz yeah. Hell and John yeah. Forte. You cut the heads yeah. off. Okay. I, I I get busy. Back then, I used to really, <laughs> really get busy. That's Word. why Clef fucked with me. Like, yo, this little nigga nice, but fuck you, little nigga. Word. He nice, though. He Word. Nice, okay. Though. So then, so he saw that, and that was kind of like your introduction <clears throat> with him. Well, he, so he knew me from that, like those type of interactions or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, fast forward to when the City High thing came along, it didn't, it had nothing to do with me. This kid uh, from uh, the other guy that was in my group, Robbie Pardlow, was working with uh, my old, some, you know, my old managers, Ken, Joseph, and Marvin, and um, they somehow got a meeting for Robbie with Wyclef and Jerry and all that. Now, as that materialized, I bumped into uh, one of the managers and um, was just like, oh, what's up, man? I ain't seen you in a while, blah, blah. Yo, we're working with this kid you went to high school with. He's about to sign with Wyclef. You should come write some songs for him. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I remember him. He was younger than me, a couple grades younger than At me. At this point, had you you had been you had had some placements by this point? At this point, yeah, I started getting yeah. I, I had wrote for Will Smith. I wrote for which uh, Will Smith joint did you write? Uh, Miami, Welcome to Miami. Oh, yeah. you like that one? <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. a joint, bro. So I started getting my feet wet in the writing game, and so when I ran into my old manager, who was now managing Robbie, he was like, "Yo, we came for two days of playing." Yeah, right? hey, every time listen, I come, listen. And you want to hear a funny story? I had never even been to Miami. <laughs> that's how nice I was, boy. <laughs> this, this, is type, this is the type of shit I don't like to hear. About. So, so I'm gonna be real with you, bro. This is the type of shit I don't like to hear. I gotta be real with you. I like to this point in my life. Not that I thought that Will Smith wrote Miami, yeah. but I thought that Will Smith. This is what I thought. I thought that Will Smith was laying out in Miami 
Key Biscayne, something like that. And he just went, God damn, this place is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I have to pay tribute to Miami with a song. <laughs> and then he made really what I consider to be one of the most lasting anthems yeah. Yeah. of Miami. But really what it was, was <clears throat> some little nigga in South Jersey, <laughs> cold as shit as the snow falls, eating a bucket of church's chicken, church's chicken. going, yeah. what the fuck could I write a yeah. song about? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> So you had ever, never even been yeah. to Miami when you yeah, wrote nah, this song? Yeah, the, the way it w- when um, I, re- I was I was signed at the time, I was signed to Jazzy Jeff's company, A Touch of Jazz. I was signed as an artist to his production company. And uh, this was like back when like a very young Jill Scott and a very, very young music soul child. and The whole Philly Glenda, thing. Is, yeah, is we just, were all just hanging. just Jeff, starting. Jeff had the studio. He was the puff daddy of Philly. So he had the studio Word. and he like opened his doors to all the young talent per se and we that's where we all like got our chops up bro mm-hmm. going to Jeff's studio yeah and he you know he had three four rooms and just let us hone our craft producers Carbon and Ivan Vidal and Dre like we just was going in there getting busy man mm-hmm. and I, so big big shout out to Jazzy Jeff for that and so during that time I was signed as an artist so I was doing my doing my project and I could sing and rap back then this is before the Drakes and before that shit was cool rappers yeah. were rappers and singers were singers ironically I couldn't get a record deal because I was singing and rapping. They were like, well, which one is he? He needs to pick a lane. Mm. And it's funny now, fast forward 20 years later. You can't be a rapper and not n- sing. And not sing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very hard to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, lit- so I was having, Jeff was having a tough time getting me a record deal. Mm-hmm. And this was right after Will did Men in Black that summer, 98, something like that. Men in Black went through the roof. So Will's like, yo, uh, got, you know, Jeff's his best friend or whatever. He's like, yo, I'm going to do a comeback album. I want to keep the ball rolling off this Men in Black shit. Here comes Men in Black. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yo, play me some shit. I know you got all these young dope people around here. He was like, play me some shit. Will, uh, Jeff plays Will my shit. Because mm-hmm. I'm rapping in the verses and I'm singing on the hook. So mm-hmm. Will's like, yo, who's that rapping on that? Oh, this kid named Ryan I got. Then the hook come on and I'm singing the hook. And he's like, who's that singing on the chorus? Same, it's the same kid. What? And so mm-hmm. Will's like, yo, I want that record. It was this record called I Loved You or some shit like that. Right. He recorded that, and then he was like, "Yo, you feel like you want to write me another joint, man?" And I was like, "Sure." So you, so one. that song that you recorded ended up on <clears throat> Will's album. I got four songs on that album. Wow, four songs on that album. Mm. So Will was fucking with me heavy, like you know. So I mean, Will is still Will. He's still like one of the dopest rappers and writers or whatever. I'm not taking nothing away, but at this point in his life and career, to have a little young shooter that could just you know what I mean come in the studio, or whatever. He was he, he at, like, at you know what I mean at this, at this point. And this is the way it goes. I mean, you brought up Drake. We've even seen this with Drake. Drake right. got to a point to where he had so much going on yeah. that you bring in somebody yeah. for, for help. For yeah. like, it's not like these guys don't write or can't write right. or can't exactly. do stuff like that. Now, it's normal. You still got to ask the questions if we just talking to hip hop shit about mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, and you know, if you're going to be a hip hop and claim Mount Rushmore, then you mm-hmm. got to answer the questions too. Mm-hmm. But at this point, Will Smith is on his way to becoming the biggest movie star in the world. Mm-hmm. So when he's doing this album, mm-hmm. of course he comes and he asks for a little help. Mm-hmm. And he and Will, you know, what's dope about him is he's always about evolution and stuff like that. So he's like, yo, man, I realized that I've been out of the rap game for a few years. I've been doing my movie thing. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know what I mean? You know the 
cadences and the whatever he was like yeah man pin it up so will would just kind of oversee things like more like yo man like the producer pull up a beat he's like yo i want to do a song about da 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 whatever and i want to you know and i'm like okay cool and then he'd be like yeah like we should talk about like he would kind of give me like you know mm. a, an, an overview a synopsis whatever and then he he's like all right i'll be back and he go kick it with his new little girlfriend named jada <laughs> real talk she was his new little shorty and he'd be like alright I'll be back I'm about to go get some dinner right and he would bounce with his little shorty and I'd sit there and I'd work on it and then he'd come back and he'd hear what I did and he would make his nah I like that line I don't mm. really like that flip that change that da, da, da. and then he'd go in and record it right that's crazy so the Miami song went like yo we should do a song about a dope ass city and I was like really like well, like where where you been and he's like oh, Paris and he's running through the list of cities New York is crazy and he's like, oh no but you know what Miami though and I'm mm. like so I was like what, what about Miami so he's just talking like oh my god the women and oh so it that, is that, closer that, to that, that. that like so then, yeah. then you guys this is a collaborative yeah. thing and then you guys kind of he would just kind of spitball ideas and mm -hmm. bounce yeah and then I would have I would write it and put it all together, and then he'd come in and uh, I kind of like that. I wouldn't say that, right? Change that. And is, was and that then, your first plaque? Nah, my first plaque was actually from Sister Act Two. I wrote the rap part on Joyful Joyful. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so that was your first. So Miami ended up charting where? Miami, I, I'm maybe number eight, maybe. Did it, but it maybe was, number eleven. But the album sold. A shit ton of the album was an al <laughs> the album was a phenomenon because it had it had getting jiggy oh it had just gosh, the two of us yes. the album ended up yeah. really reestablishing Will yeah. Will Smith yeah, as man. a rap star man yeah. like he he be he came that was that's one of the most successful comeback albums of all time mm -hmm. maybe well, there gotta be somebody else I can't think you know of, the man. only reason I joined the group City High was because after I recorded that album with Will every then it was like that was it. Right, mm -hmm. everything kind of went silent for a minute. Right, we were done with that album, and you, like, and, and nobody was really kind of like beating down your door, or was there was nothing moving forward. Yeah, nothing was moving forward. Plus, okay. it was the fourth quarter. It was around this time of nineteen ninety eight, so it was around this time of the year. So most record labels shut down. Right. It's all about Christmas music right now. They're not signing new acts. So Jeff, remember I told you he was like, "Yeah, man, we're just having a hard time getting you a record deal right now." So I was like, "Damn!" So I was in kind of limbo. Mm. My girlfriend at the time was pregnant. Yeah, and I didn't know what was going on. So my money was a little funny and I was just like, oh, my God. And so I, when I go in to write for the kid, Robbie, who's working with Wyclef, I walk in and first thing Wyclef goes, oh, yo, you're the writer. Yo, he puts his arm around me. Yo, you know, this little nigga battled me for three hours outside Lawrence crib. What's up with you, man? Blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, man, you know, I'm just working. Da, da, da. I just finished working with Will Smith. Da, da, da. Plus, everybody didn't really know what this Will album was going to do because Here Comes the Men in Black was kind of like a novelty song. Yeah. So it was like it could have. Just that could have been it, right? And people, people, and to be honest with you, I don't think the market knew if we were still fucking with exactly. Will Smith. And the first single off of the Big Willie style album was "Cruising," which wasn't a hit, so it was kind of damn. Like, I don't even remember that one exactly. So when they put that out, and then it was like crickets. I was like, oh my god, I done did all this work with Will Smith, and this shit's about to be flop, trash, flop, silly, boom, right? shake so, the room, <laughs> right? So, so. Clef was like, he was like, well, so what's up with you now? I was like, yeah, I'm with Jazzy Jeff. I said, but can't get no deal. He's like, what? I can't get no deal. Man, you need to come fuck with us. Me and my cousin, my cousin Jerry, Jerry Wonder, mm. we just got a new label called Booger Basement on Interscope. You should come fuck with us. And I was like, you sure? He was like, yeah, matter of fact, you two niggas need to be in a group. City High was originally just me and Robbie. Mm. 
He was like, because y'all got good chemistry. You writing like you do. Da, y'all, da, 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 da. y'all got a story. He was like, you, y'all should be a group, like some Casey and JoJo shit. Yeah. Right? So, and I was in limbo, and I'm like, damn, I don't know if this Will shit going to work, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, and, and Jerry was like, they got to give you 30 bands. It was $30,000. And I was like, man, I'm about to have this baby. Right. I was like, I need the money. So big lesson, kids, never make a decision out of just... <laughs> Desperation for money because right. you can regret it. So, right. so peep. So I, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll do the deal. Did the deal, whatever. Me and Robbie start this group called City High, and it was cool. Whatever. Was it City High based upon the fact that you guys had gone to high school together? No, it was based on the fact that Wyclef was like, yo, y'all two remind me of them two dudes in high school beating on the desk in the lunchroom, beatboxing, rapping. Like, y'all right. are those guys in okay. every black high school. Yeah, where that? So we come up, so we were playing around with this whole high school thing. He was like, like, you remember Lean On Me, the movie Lean On Me, and the nigga singing in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. He was like, that's y'all. I want, mm-hmm. He wanted the whole concept Fair to feel like, yeah, yeah, like to feel like those guys. So mm-hmm. I we, I come up with the name City High because you figure every town got, got a city, city high, high school. Up. You know what I mean? So that was that was the group. And then don't you know, bro, they motherfucking dropped getting jiggy with it. Boom, that album went <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Nigga. Like oh, literally, said, like, let's go. Like <laughs> soon as I signed the deal. Right. You know what I mean? Fucking getting jiggy with it comes out number one. Like, yeah. Crazy. Smash shit. So I was happy because I was paid. Sing a cigar out I was super Cuba. paid, but like now I'm like in this group and it's like, and it was cool, but mm-hmm. you know, but then the story gets deeper. We'll get to that. We will. So <laughs> I want to go back to one thing real quick. Yeah. You said you were at Lauren Hill's baby shower. Mm-hmm. What time did it start? I don't even remember. I got there late. Did she get there late? <laughs> nah, actually, I think she I was. That's very funny. And this was... This was <laughs> This was before that. This was this, this was, was when way she was before. showing up on time for sure. Yeah, this is what do you think about that. the what do you think about just knowing her? Mm-hmm. What do you think about Lauren's career? One of the more one of the more curious cases of genius that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, to have a debut album like that, mm-hmm. and then to be uh, so singularly unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, both sort of in her performing and recording life. What do you think about that? Like a Lauren Hill still produced to me, maybe my single favorite, most favorite album of all time. Yeah. If I talk about something that I've listened to and there's a, there's just, Mm -hmm. and then we kind of never went back there Mm -hmm. as, as a musician, as a, a, like as someone who knows her, like what are your thoughts there? Well, first thing I'll say is, because I know Lauren, I met her at such a impressionable age. Mm-hmm. I was sixteen; she was eighteen. Yeah, and she was just so amazing. The music she introduced me to, just the knowledge she had about life and her perspective. I just have a whole nother kind of support and love for her. So I really don't give a fuck what she does. Like I'm just like, yay Lauren all day. Yeah, what up? but um, I, but it's I'll just say this: similar to like a Dave Chappelle situation, everybody didn't sign isn't built for this business mm-hmm. everybody didn't necessarily sign up to be the next big you know like dave said mm-hmm. i never wanted to be eddie murphy yeah he said i i just wanted to tell my jokes make people laugh and make people laugh and do do some club and go and smoke my weed and go to fuck home yeah to ohio yeah where like i didn't have big hollywood dreams and beverly hill dreams like so and then when it finally came to it he figured out that he didn't really want exactly it like that. so so lauren being such a family person, I know her mom, you know what I mean? And yeah. her dad and her brother and the 
way she was raised, it, it there was no lust for the game. It was like, I just like to do my craft and, you know what I mean, be with the people I love. So when all of that came and then she became like this sex symbol, remember Lauren was like, she was hot back then. Hot, hot. You know what I mean? Beautiful woman. Hot, hot. Yeah. Chocolate, lips, legs. It was crazy. Yeah, right. And so when she she becomes this sex symbol and it's all about this boom pow and this makeup and hair. And she's like, I didn't never want to be no glam queen. I never wanted to be. So you see her completely rebel against it. Cut my hair off. No makeup. Came, Similar than Dave going, I'm going all the way to fuck the Africa. Yeah, it's like, why it's so with, extreme? With an acoustic guitar. Yeah, and just like, barefoot. And barefoot like, the whole nine. Just you completely. Know what I mean? Showing up late. I'm doing everything anti Whatever the rules are. Where... Because I really didn't... My spirit did not want that. Mm. And you know what? That's such a hard thing for some, so many people to grasp because uh, two things. Number one, the art is so singularly brilliant mm -hmm. that we go... We become like drug addicts. Mm -hmm. We're like, yo, we need this. Mm -hmm. Like, we need this to come back. And then secondly, you know, when you're working at Walmart or not... No diss to anybody that works at Walmart, but when you see somebody that could go there and be that is hard to imagine not wanting it. Mm -hmm. But it's very important to realize that behind the pictures, mm -hmm. behind the videos, behind the records, mm -hmm. there is a flesh and blood human being. But we, 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 we it's like uh, Kevin Hart, laugh at my pain. That's all we do. We laugh at people's pain. We watch Michael Jackson mutilate himself in self-hatred the whole time. We didn't give a fuck. Right. We just was dancing. We watched Amy Winehouse. She's telling us, they trying to make me go to rehab. I said no. And we're just dancing like, ah, yeah. she got to go to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> word, word. <laughs> so no, but you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. So so it was and so now when people go when when people talk about Lauren and she just played here not too long ago everybody went and said it was amazing uh Lauren Hill is dripping with talent she's pure pure talent um it's just crazy to think about the fact that so many of her fans probably look at that career as something that actually underachieved hmm. you know what i mean yeah. just based off the trajectory i think it was like Five or six Grammys for the first one, eight, eight, whatever, it man. Like, like it, was, it was, it was stupid. crazy. Ten million sold. It was the, the whole stupid. nine, the whole nine. Yeah. Okay, so back. and 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 take into account, you know, the pain and things that was associated with, you know, the bad break, the relationship with Wyclef and all this other stuff with the Fuji. So she was hurt, man. Yeah, she was. Yeah, hurt. I remember I, I, I saw a video of Clef and he was dropping. Uh, Lost Ones mm -hmm. and he dropped the song and he goes yo people say that this song is about Wyclef mm -hmm. and that was the first time that I actually realized that there was a thing that something what was that what do you mean between like Lauren and Wyclef was that a personal thing or was that a professional thing well this is public record right I'm, I don't know I mean I've heard that everybody knows this story that, no, I, I don't know it Wyclef and Lauren Hill, but they was they were dating at the time. Yeah, but he was married. Okay. And so that was a whole thing that was going yeah. on. Yeah. She was 17, 18 years old, 18, 19, 20 years old. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all the fame, and then this is what people don't understand. If you're already, if you're hurt, if you're broken, if you're bruised, if you got a faulty foundation in your family or your relationship, whatever. Throwing millions of dollars and cameras at that doesn't make it better. Right. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would imagine, yeah. 
Yeah, like I would, I would like, imagine. Duh, everybody thinks money, but you rich, bitch. What's mm-hmm. your problem? What's wrong with you? You rich? Like, are you kidding me? And, and being in a situation like that, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. In this, in a second, like when personal relationships get wound up into groups and stuff. For her, coming of age in that situation, and he was also not just the Fujis. He was kind of like the boss of the Fujis, yeah. wasn't he? He was the older one. Yeah, he, he was. The, he was kind of. He was the brain behind it. You know, he got her started rapping and stuff like that. Like. He gave her her sound, bro. Him and Jerry, they gave her her sound. Like, so they were lovers. He was the big brother. He was the, it was a lot. It was all that in, in and one. This, and to see it go like that led to some great art, but it probably also led to some scars that she probably had to take some time to address. Listen, man, big time, time. It hurts. People are still hurt just because they're celebrities doesn't mean that they're, they don't feel and 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 the thing about it is we just write them off. Nobody wants to hear the woes and the pains of the rich, good, pretty girl. Sure, Mike gives true. a fuck, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? So with you, yeah. um, I'm glad that the baby shower got started on time for yeah, you. It did. it did actually. Uh, for you, you are in there with your man. You yeah. guys are now in City High. Yeah. Okay, take us back. What year is this? First of all, uh, ninety nine when it first 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 kicked off. Ninety nine. So at one point then. Are you got? Do you guys get into it and you start recording? So Robbie and I started recording immediately. So it was he originally um, had a solo deal with Clef, but when Clef saw that I was the songwriter that was going to be writing songs, and Clef knew what I could do, he was in. Uh, he was like, and he saw that Robbie and I had a chemistry. He was like, "Yo, y'all should be a group, like on some Casey and JoJo." So he was like, oh, "Okay, da da da." I needed the money at the time, and so I did the deal. So. We came up with the name City High Da So Robbie and I started doing a bunch of songs together. And so Claudette was Robbie's high school, was his girlfriend at the time. She was like 16. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So she, she was his girlfriend. <laughs> okay, because this is going to be, <laughs> okay, because this story is going to get really fucking interesting. In a little while, she was his girlfriend at the time. She was his girlfriend. Right. Um, let me now let me preface it by saying, listen, this is high school. Right. All right. Right. So, so to all the listeners out there, mm-hmm. before you go into what? Remember the shit you did in high school. Right. Remember the shit you did in college. Okay. Remember who you was fucking. Right. Remember all the nonsense and the shenanigans okay. in high school and college. Okay. Right. Okay. These are these years right. of everyone's life. Yeah. 16, 17. She was 16. He was uh, maybe 18. She was 16, 17. Mm-hmm. He was 18, 19. So senior, sophomore. Right. And then I just, I graduated uh, maybe two years before him. So I'm, I'm 20, 21, 22, something like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So, um, yeah, so she was his, and they only dated, let's be clear, for a year. Okay, you're doing a lot of- I'm just saying. Like, you, you're doing- Because this, nobody ever heard this part. I never even, I never spoke on nothing. He right. done been on intervention, right. on some fucking alcoholic recovery shit. She yeah. done been on R&B Divas talking right. about- I ain't never talked to nobody about nothing. Right. I just been getting my money. Right. Writing, writing for people and so she's So she's discussed the whole thing. She, uh, to a degree. Yeah, okay. she done been on radio and all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying- Everybody was fucking young, bro. And yeah. like, okay, they dated in high school for a year, and like, you know what I mean. So they dated in high school for a year. Yeah. So right, so, so so she and uh, I was with my eldest daughter's mom at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had a girlfriend. It was all. It was no sh- none of that shenanigans going on. Da da da. They dated. They broke up. 
I broke up with my baby mom. We was all working together. And at the time, you know, homeboy had a drinking problem. It is what it is. He he said it on the show. Like, my nigga, you was, you was wilding. Right. So I was there. Like, you, the girl is 17 years old. You kicking her out the car. You cussing her out. at One time at Wyclef's, uh, Wyclef had this 4th of July party. Like, you blacked out on her in front of everybody. He used to get blackout drunk. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? So... And then he was like, fuck, did you riding home with Ryan? Fuck, mm-hmm. I ain't taking you home. And he would bounce, like, all the way from North Jersey. Wyclef Studio Booger Basement was in fucking East Orange, like, in the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you, and we live, we from South Jersey. That's an hour and a half away. He would bounce, and she would ride home with me. And y'all got to talking. I mean... <laughs> And I'm the older, cooler, right, yeah, songwriting ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on. I done be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is what it is. Like, what do you... Right. So how long, <laughs> how long into, how long into, because this probably took a couple of years. Yeah, or yeah, of course. And, and like, things happen, whatever. And and it, I would try to talk to him. Yo, bro, that's not how you're supposed to, you know what I mean? You don't treat your shorty like that. Like, my nigga, what you doing, brother? I would try to give him game and... So it was like it wasn't like me and him was like homeboys and all. It's like nah, we got in a group, a making the band type scenario. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And you're being like a complete douche, yeah. and I'm trying to put you up on game, and you just being an ass because you get that courage, liquid courage in you, and you think you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just I, I don't know what do you want me to do and I'm with I'm with her all the time bro I'm I'm like in the studio that five five brown nine I, I wrote that I yeah. called her that she's five seven she ain't five five I wrote right. that right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah I mean she's with me every day like mm-hmm. how do you think it can st- she's crying on my shoulder I gotta take I'm taking her home because you done right. left her at the studio mm-hmm. in the hood. What the fuck do you think is gonna happen? Mm, so. And then I'm getting, I'm like, you know, what I mean, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, this motherfucker really think that shit can't. Okay. <laughs> no, so 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 at, at so then at five five we Brown, fell in love, bro. I don't know what to tell you. I'm with it. So five five, what was the name of that song again? Caramel, caramel. That was the second single, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's a. Another ju- that was a joint. That was a joint. That was a joint. That was a joint. Right. Um. And that was pretty. That was her lead the whole time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um. And you wrote that for her. Absolutely. That was my group. I was writing the songs. Mm. So, at what point does did did stuff start to happen with you and her while they were still together? No. Then? No. No. Big time. No. Hell no. No. Part yeah. of, part of him snapping too and going deeper into his alcoholic. You know, and I'm not saying this to throw him under the bus. He had a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? But part of what made it worse, too, was because now we're in a group. Mind you, I didn't want her in the group because of that shit. Because she was his girlfriend. Yeah, I used to be like, bro, you don't want to be in no group. I don't want to be in no group with you and your girlfriend. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, and he, this nigga would beg me. Nah, bro, it's cool. Imagine if you're a solo artist, you got to deal with, let's say, uh, OVO sound. OVO. Hey. And they're working on your album. Mm-hmm. But it's coming along cool, but it ain't nothing really popping. And then, and then I come into the, and Drake is like, oh shit, Ryan, because I already knew Drake. Right. And then he like, yo, man, help Van with some writing. Yeah. All right, now as I'm helping you with the writing, I he's bring- like, he's like, yo, dog, damn, this shit is so, man, yo, y'all should be a group. So how would you feel if, if it's an indicator if, if your record label wants to now make, change your solo album to a duo album, what right. does that say? 
That 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 makes you feel a little bit like yo, it wasn't working before. Yeah. Do you feel me? So yeah. it's like and and I used to be like, bro, do you realize what's happening? I don't want to come in and be on it. He's like, nah, man, I need you, bro. I need you. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. But that when he's sober, it's like, yo, I need you. I need you. Nah, come do this shit with me, fam. Don't don't let don't leave me. All right, cool. I'll come fuck with you. Now nah, I'm in the group with you. But I'm sort of outshining you because I you just singing. I can write it, sing it, rap my ass off, yeah. record it. I'm a beast with it, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it it so then. You're feeling some type of way, so now you 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 drinking, and you know that's a bad mix, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the motherfucker yeah. got a lot of inner turmoil and that he don't let out in, when he's sober, but then when he get the it's liquid juice in it, it's all going to come out. Word. And it's going to come out on everybody. Mm. So now you got this pretty girl in the group, and you got this juggernaut fucking songwriting producer motherfucker who mm. was in a movie, mind you. Yeah. So I'm already experienced in whatever the case. So, so you wrote we, a big, you didn't wrote a big record. Yeah. Now. So home, on one of the yeah. biggest records now. So he's sinking deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the shit. You, and you know what I'm and also by proxy, you're probably looking better and better and better and better to her. Exactly. And she was only 17, 18 years old, bro. Yeah. It's like, that's why I just have to put the age into perspective because a lot of times people will hear the story and just be like, ah, how the fuck, yo, that was him. It's like, yo, chill, bro. Everybody yeah. was young. Like, it is what it is. So so me and her developed, and it wasn't like I just was popping her on the side and she was just some smut. Nah, like we fell in love and was together for fucking 14 years. We got yeah. two beautiful kids. Like, it was a whole life. It was a whole love. Like, we got married and everything. And, right. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Because when we were boxing, I did not know that. Yeah. We were we were moving around in there and stuff like that. I was like, yo, man, whatever happened to, 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 to Claudette? He was like, well, we got married. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And you like, yeah, like we 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 got married. We got two kids. Yeah. I was like, fucking for real? Yeah. And you and you were like, yo, that was kind of the and so I I I really didn't know. Yeah. Um, so by the time I, well, I was gonna say also to, when they when she broke up with him, we were in the group, and that was when he really kind of went off the deep end. The deep end. And when that happened, then me and I, she and I are together even more because we still got to finish the album. Yeah. And it's nothing for me. I can go to, if he don't come to the studio, the songs still get done. Right. Because she going to sing her parts and I'm going to sing all the rest of it. Yeah. You understand? And then whenever he comes up out of his, you know, his stupor, all right, bro, sing, just add your vocal to that part. And then the song is done. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it it just became a thing where he started feeling more left out. He started feeling like. he started walling himself And and it just was a vicious cycle. Mm. You know? Hold on for a second. Let's, let's, Let's stop this salacious R&B story and pay some bills. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Bevel. You know Bevel as the first and only end-to-end shaving system designed for a consistently smooth, irritation-free shave. It's the perfect gift for someone special this holiday season. Don't let your loved ones show up at the company party or family dinner without a fresh lineup and smooth skin. Bevel products are dermatologist-recommended, clinically-tested to help reduce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. The Bevel Trimmer is a GQ Award winner and a must-have for the best barbers in the game. Add in Bevel Skin products into your routine for that extra clean and hydrating feel. Made with only the best ingredients, glycolic acid, shea butter, always got to have your shea butter, we black, witch hazel, extract, and more. Um, Once again, I've just begun to... uh, use the bevel skincare system 
It is great for me. I have the extra added problems some of the other people do is you have to have really, really clear skin because you're on camera and things like that and they're getting into your pores. And I just found that with my oily skin, like some of us brothers have, uh, the Bevel products, they get in there and they leave me feeling moisturized, but at the same time, also, they really get in there and clean. That's very difficult for me. Like for me, a lot of time, uh, when I moisturize, I, I feel like this extra layer of smut like on my face and it, it makes it hard for me, but not with Bevel. Um, they have exactly the right balance for me. It's been good ever since I've been using them. I am very thankful for the product. Bevel is a good look. So level up your grooming routine with the Bevel Shave System. And for a limited time, take 15% off your next shipment with Bevel. Head to getbevel.com slash redpill. Get your Bevel Shave System or Bevel Skin Today at Target.com and in-store. You can go to the Target and get it too. Uh, Amazon and GetBevel.com slash pill. This promo will be automatically applied at checkout. This offer does exclude the Bevel trimmer. You got to pay for that guy. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash pill. Get Bevel slash pill. Let's get back to Ryan Talking about how he ruined City High. When the first single drops, when What Would You Do comes out, mm-hmm. uh, are you and her together at this point? Nah. So you and her aren't together. Are they mm-hmm. still together at that point? Uh, nah. They're not. So, so they're, he's in a group with his ex-girlfriend and this guy, and he's watching like her move away from him and lean. You can even see in some of the early pictures when all three of us are together, she's like leaning on me. Right. Like, was their relationship the so they they breaking up yeah. they had broken up was their relationship at least cordial at this point or were nah, they at odds not really nah they were at odds and my thing was like you know I'm just once again putting in perspective like like y'all only dated for a year bro like I'm like my nigga like chill oh you know how that is especially uh, when you're young Dude, yeah yeah so then you come to her like you got yo I got this song it's about you baby <laughs> nah caramel nah nah no. nah we wasn't even on it like that when we was doing the song so at what point did you guys start dating it was right after the songs were recorded when did we start cause we was creeping it was on the low and that part, I do. I apologize to him for. I could have went about that a whole nother way. They were broken up, but y'all were still yeah. doing stuff and not telling them. We started on, on you know what I mean, like in secret, obviously. Yeah, because of course, you at, at that point, if you tell them, yo, we're, we're having a thing, yeah. it's, you know that it's yeah. pretty much the end of city. Yeah, right? yeah. So, at, so you guys... And I take responsibility for my part in that. I ain't trying to, you know what I mean, put it all on. I'm just had to you know, preface everything so you know what the scenario was. But like, yeah, I mean, I should have handled that way differently. I, man, I fucked up the money. Right. I was the oldest one. And I was the leader and I should have been way more, you know, cognizant of that and like, look, this is what we need. Whether I have feelings for it or not, I should have been like, listen, we can't do it like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no, let's, I let's be focused. Let's do what we need to do. You know and what I mean? And then on the back end or whatever, come, come and figure out what this or, relationship... Or, or something, you yeah. know what I mean? I should have been more mature, but I mean, look, I was only 22 years old, 23. Right. I was cocky. And then, you know, all that Will Smith money was coming in. I was feeling myself. So now you really <laughs> getting it, though. Yeah, so, so. more than my group. So imagine that part, too. So now, when... They done bought their little cars or whatever, spent their little money that they got in advance, and mm-hmm. now they out of money, starving artists. I'm 
getting I'm still showing up to the studio icy and new whip and like more bread. I still got bread. Even Wyclef was like, nigga, where you getting all this money from? But Miami money's coming in. Yes. In Miami money's coming yes. in. And then the songs being used in fucking yeah. commercials yeah. and the songs yeah. being used yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Is that the type of record that makes money for you even still? Absolutely. Damn. Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. So so that happens. At what point do you guys go public with the relationship? It didn't go public. So the group went on tour. And we were on tour. Campus Evasion tour? That, yep. That was one of them. Mm -hmm. And then a few other tours. It was like, you know... And that was what was really, really rough. And it, it was hard because we got to put up this act. I got to act like I'm not with her mm -hmm. in the daytime on the tour bus to keep everything like, oh, yeah, we're all just. Uh. But then that night in the hotel, we're together, you know, and he didn't suspect anything. Uh, he he started to when he just started it because it's like, you know, what I mean, like we you just start to know because she ain't fucking with you. Right. So. And so he starts to go, man, what's going on in this whole situation, man? What's popping, dog? Why she giggles so much when he come around? Why right. she come alive like that when he come around? Mm. You know what I mean? So, so at what point do y'all just... So at so at, After, at, at some point... So y'all have, have two singles out at this point then? Yep. Y'all have... Yeah. What would you do? And caramel. And caramel. Like, what did these singles end up charting? What, what would you do? Did did really well. We were like number one, the number one selling single in the country for like two weeks. Like, we were like beating Janet Jackson for a little while mm. as far as sales for two weeks. It was it was going. Yeah. It was really going. You know. And then we dropped the caramel single. We put Eve on the remix, the Trackmasters remix. Mm -hmm. That shit went crazy. And um, you know. And so, but so, but what my point is, the group is. I'm, I'm looking up the. I'm looking up the songs right now. The the, the group was having success at this point. Mm -hmm. So it, um, it. And me and her, her, she and I were spending more and more time together, more and more. And then it, you know, it just starts to get hard to hide the chemistry. Top ten record. Yeah, it starts to get hard to hide the chemistry. So my tour manager knew friends around. Everybody's knowing and suspecting, and you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It was weird. It was like we were signed by Wyclef, and it was like almost like the same scenario happened to us. Right. I'm you looking at these pictures, bro. These pictures are wild. Mm. Looking back at the fashions back then, oh my bro. god. These about like. It. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm looking at these pictures, bro. These yeah. pictures are wild. Yeah. Um. Okay, so um, that song. So now, at, at what point do y'all come to him and y'all go? We didn't come to him. He he uh, kicked in the hotel door one day. While y'all were in the hotel room together, yeah, yeah. just laying down. And we, we was chilling, whatever. And he he was banging on the door. I ain't trying to put money out there, man. But I'm it not was like, no, 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 no. I'm not like, trying to put. I'm not yeah, nothing. That, I just want to yeah, know how it ended up becoming. Yeah. I know that's. I know. I know you wouldn't. What I'm saying is, how did it end up becoming known? When what you're saying is essentially is that he figured it out. Kinda. I mean, because it's like if he gone, you know, you got to remember he was dealing with a drink. Now, mind you, we was all young and drinking, and getting turned up, but like his was like going to another level. Word. So you know, what I mean, if he he get faded after the show, and then he coming and banging on her hotel door every night you feel what i'm saying right so she used to come to my room even just to escape to that get away like from i'm on that. i'm on yeah i'm on the road with my crazy ex-boyfriend right. so she's coming That's to me for solace and protection and yeah. so i was like her her help and her savior she was young she was the only girl it's all niggas on the bus all the, the band the dj the role man it's all guys and then her 18 year old self yeah dolo so i was her 
only like friend and protection. So when she would come to my room and stay with me, not just because on some creep shit, but really on some like, can I stay with you? Yeah. Because this motherfucker was doing all kind of wild shit, going to the front desk, getting the key, lying, getting the key, just coming in her room. He was bugging. Right. So he comes in and then. So he he figure out she's never in her room at night. Where the fuck is she at? Right. You feel me? So then he finally, and then obviously the chemistry and stuff during the daytime, and he could see it, little jokes, and you could tell, like, yo, what the fuck, yo, you like this thing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it just finally got to the point, and and I remember he was banging on the door, and I was like, look, it's like, because then me and him used to get into fights and shit, because he would be blacking out on her backstage, me and him used to rumble and shit backstage and all that, but it was under the guise of me just, like yo, dog, fights? chill, yeah. Like yeah. you, you and him was in that bitch locking. Yeah, we okay. locked up a couple times. Okay, we locked up. So, so, but um, but he, it, it wasn't like under the guys like, yo, she's with me now. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yo, stop, bro. No, no, it was more like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? This a female. Like you can't be barking on no female. And Word that up. to me is just like bitch ass nigga shit. Like what you doing, bro? Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's corny. Yeah, she don't want you, my nigga. Chill. They're yeah. like, don't fuck one of these other millions of bitches that's screaming out here. Yeah, on stage we we popping. What's the problem? Yeah. So you know. Anyway, so yeah, this one particular night, he banging on the door, banging. And I just was like, yo, we got to just, you know, it is what it is. So uh, I'm at the door like, what's up, man? And he like, no, no, I know she in there. Blah, blah, blah. And I like got the door cracked. He trying to like come in. I'm like, yo, man, chill. Go ahead, bro. Just chill like that. And, nah, fuck that. I'm like, so we doing the door tussle thing. And like, I think I, I slammed it. And hit the little latch, whatever. Mm -hmm. And this big ass motherfucker, blah, Hulk smashes the door. Mm. Hulk smashes the door. He come in the room. We get the scrap. It. She's just sitting on the bed. I'm like, Watch yo, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then our road man, she called our road manager. Our road manager came in the room, broke it up, whatever, whatever. And then he like, no man, we need to get this shit because he knew everybody knew, yeah. but it was like, you know what I mean? It was a, you know what I mean? So he finally sat us all down. Like, so what's the deal? I was like, yeah, man, you know. We together, bro. This is what it is. And so, so, I don't understand, man. It's like, you don't understand. Like, y'all been broke up for like a year, my nigga. This shit been going on for a while. She ain't been with you in a while. Right. You know what I mean? So, that's how it came out. And then, what? how much longer did City High last after that? After that, it really, really started just going down. We were still touring, but then it would be like dates he wouldn't come to. It would be dates I wouldn't come to. Dates, it just, it was going bad. And then she got pregnant with our first son. And, uh... That's when it was just like all right. now because this all stuff all this stuff is like two thousand one when this is happening or two thousand yeah, this is like so or one or two or three right so that our run was like from I'll say ninety nine because mm -hmm. our single what would you do was came out on the life soundtrack yeah yeah, 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 yeah so that was yeah. like ninety nine right so night from ninety nine to oh three oh mm -hmm. four right that was the run so for me because we all wondered like yo because y'all never came back with a second album did you uh, we worked on it. And and then uh, that was like really the end of the end because um, like he was barely coming to the studio and then the sound, it just wasn't the same. And at one point he and I did have musical chemistry. We had great musical chemistry. So I don't want it to, you know, but this whole kind of idea, like we was like the bestest of friends with the homies from way back. No, no, no. Right. No. So it wasn't anything like that. No. So, uh, but yeah, we worked on the second album, but we never... Like it, it, we worked on. We did a gang. I did a gang of records for the second album. He did some records too. We even was in Orlando recording for a while because we was doing these shows for Disney. So we had these houses in Orlando, Orlando with a studio in it, and we was doing a bunch of uh, songs. Um, we did a gang of songs, but it just the chemistry was gone. It was just it just. That, that, I mean, obviously, everything had kind of eroded by yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. So 
is there so then City High is done it was yeah cause she she had got to the point where she was just like I, ain't, I don't wanna do this shit no more at all right. and so um, and when, when did you get when you and her get married Oh four, and wow. then oh three, I started working. I started getting really back into my writing bag because I was then, like, all right, well, if my group is about to be fizzle, then let me go back to what I know pays the bills. So I started writing again, real heavy, working with Dran Vidal out of Philly, um, and then uh, we we booked Usher. We that's when we started working on the Usher Confessions album. And then you, how many how many songs did you get on Usher? Three, Confessions? Three, three songs on Usher yeah. Confessions. So no, so now even more so, your City High is coming to an end, mm -hmm. but you go back to what it is that you know, and, mm -hmm. and which is writing songs mm -hmm. and, and working music and really making money that way. Mm -hmm. So your interest in City High was as a solo deal, but you didn't need well, City High yeah, to, the whole, to, to pay bills and for your the family. Whole, the, whole, like the whole plan, how Jerry and Clef even pitched it, was like, nah, we'll just treat this like a making the band thing because we were all three solo artists. It was mm -hmm. like, we'll do this group thing, we'll launch this album, you'll have great exposure, then y'all all go off and do your solo up projects. Right. That was the whole mindset. So there was never this, we a group and we've been singing together all our lives, like no edition. That was never, that wasn't it. Mm. So, was there any trepidation about getting into a relationship with your groupmate having seen what went on with the Fugees? Did you think, was there anyone that ever came to you and been like, yo, just to let you know, just like you thought when you when you saw him bring his girl into the group, was there anyone or did you ever have the thought maybe this might not be good, a, good, a good idea for the life of the group? Honestly, because of the fact that we were all, we all had, and I'll say all three of us, we all had the mentality of, oh, this I'm just using this group to launch my solo career, which is you can't go into any job like I'm only working here until I could go start my business. You You're not give, dedicated to you that job. Give what you you got right. Give. Like some of these athletes that just, well, I'm only on this team just to get my numbers up so I can go get my. No, take, that's take, not I want how you, guys, you go into any. I, I want you know? everyone listening to take that. You have to give. Honestly mm -hmm. and truthfully to your wherever you're at, mm -hmm. man, like Hove came through the Baton Rouge or something like that. Uh, and they were asking him what uh, what you need to do to really get on at that time when there was no mm -hmm. YouTube or whatever, whatever. And they were either in Baton Rouge or New Orleans. And he said, uh, well, the first thing you need to do is is be the hottest where you're at. Be really about it. Mm -hmm. So when people come through these towns and these places like that and they ask, you know, who's the hottest around here, uh, they'll say you. Right. What I took from that, even at that time, was be in the moment right. of whatever it is that you're doing. Right. The show I was on for a long time, I wasn't thinking about the next step when I was there. What I was thinking, well, I was, I'm always thinking about the next step. Right. But what I'm thinking about first and foremost is being the best mm -hmm. I could be there yeah. so that someone even is around for the next step. Mm -hmm. So what you're just saying about the group, mm -hmm. wouldn't matter what happened between you and her, it was going to be some point where it wasn't going to pop off anyway because mm -hmm. it wasn't like that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? No, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't. And that's why we were, all three of us, so such spoiled little brats in the sense of everybody just doing what they wanted to do mm -hmm. at the time. You know what I mean? Like Looking we back, do you wish things had gone differently with City High? Absolutely. Absolutely. I wish I wish that I would have it uh, like I don't have any regrets 
at all because it is what it is. That's how I play. I don't regret dating her. I don't regret phone. You married and got two kids. It's very hard to regret that. I don't regret none of it. You know, Uh, only thing I just feel like, damn, I could have been wiser about it. I could have, even if you do have feelings for somebody, you could be like, yo, I love you or I'm feeling this for you, but let's be mature about it. We don't want to set no fires this way or we still need to focus on the goal. Or, like you be more mature about certain shit. You don't have to indulge every passion and urge and oh, love and I love, you don't have to indulge that shit. Bro, that is, you know a, that is a lesson right there yeah, that I can, only <laughs> comes with age. Yeah, 100%. You don't have to do it just because mm-hmm. it feels good mm-hmm. and you certainly don't have to do it just because it's there. Exactly. That is a lesson that only comes with age, man. Exactly. Like, like you have to realize some of the decisions that you made that felt good aren't good. Mm-hmm. Now, for you, it's different. Mm-hmm. You got kids out of it. Mm-hmm. And when you get, when you, it's hard to look back and be like, damn, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Cause look at you, man. Yeah. You can play soccer and all mm-hmm. of that shit like that. That's dope. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's a very. It's just more like, I'm more, I'm more look at how we handled the situation. Right. Not, what happened. Right. I don't regret what happened or I don't wish that what happened didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm more like I would have just handled it differently. Well, I, I get it. Or I'd have been like, wow, I, you know, I'm in love with you. You fall in love with me, but let's wait mm-hmm. <laughs> before we yeah. dive into this. Let's be friends first. Let's just, cause we got a good vibe going. We, we was, we was coming up with hit records. She was sounding good. It like, we, we got a good thing going. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that. And yeah. then let's see, because it could have blossomed into just a beautiful friendship, too. Or, you know, how many women have you, you know, you might have messed with a girl and y'all might have, you know, had a little fling or did then whatever. And then and, and then and then you, you realize, you know what? Yeah. And you got a friend for life. Once again, maturity. You know what I'm saying? After a while, like being mature as a man, you realize that not everyone that you're even attracted to that you have to stick your penis in. Exactly. You don't even have to try to stick your exactly. penis in. You can be attracted to all of that admire you can have the love you, you can, can have all, d- of, that, all of that all yeah. of that stuff and completely it doesn't have to mean insertion boundaries <laughs> and, <Exactly>. and really <laughs> that, it's only at that point that you've been able to be able to appreciate women in that way i'm still learning that to this Appre- day i appreciate you know? them as more yeah. than yeah. objects to exactly. have sex with as exactly. people that whatever you know what exactly. i'm saying exactly. um so at this point, you and her were married for 14 years. No, no. We, so we ended up being like together. As we, we were married. We were like together for like five and a half. Mm-hmm. Then we were like uh, married for like five and a half. And mm-hmm. then we got divorced. And, you know, the whole after you first break up, you still kind of got a little period of kind of yeah. going back and forth. We, we did that a little bit lightly for a few years. And then it was finally like over, over. And I, in my mind, I calculated to about at least 14 years of just... Connection, connection like that. Yeah. Are you guys on good terms now? Yeah, we straight. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. We straight, which means straight. Yeah, yeah, we straight. Like <laughs> co-parenting, doing the whole yep, nine. Exactly. What about you and homie? Nah, we don't talk. He's cool, and like, listen, I've done the whole. Me and him had heart to hearts. We cry. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. I wish you that we did all that. So I don't need to do no public. We did all that, you yeah. know, and then he went on with his life and he got married. I got, you know, I'm remarried. I'm living my life. She's living her life. Everybody is good. Everybody is good. Everybody is good. Is there ever a chance that we will see all three members of City High back on stage? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Hmm. I doubt it. You know, 
because when people and it's so funny cause because because these tours I'm, I'm asking yeah. this nah because these listen, tours no, are out I here. get the calls because the, I'm, I'm I saying, get the calls I know what the numbers are so these the, like, <laughs> I know it's, the money it's, we can make it's money out here <laughs> I know the money we can make but I never reach out to them about it I'll even talk to my wife about it like babe Yo, I just talked to this promoter in Australia. He said he can give us this back. Da, 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 da. Should I? And she'll be like, you know. Well, your wife not going to want you to go to Australia with Claudette, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's a non-starter. Don't even ask. <laughs> but no, nah, it ain't even, it ain't even on no, it ain't even on no, 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 no shady shit. It's just, I know, it's, like, not, it's not, I know it's not on no shady yeah. shit, but just think about it. She's not going to want you to go to Australia. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it, just like, I don't know whatever's going on in her life that, Same if, thing. that if that person would want her own, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it, it, so when a lot of my homies be like, man, I don't understand. Y'all need to just get the group back together. Especially my homies that been divorced. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, and you and your wife should get together and start a company. <laughs> you and your ex-wife. Would you and your ex-wife get together and start a company? Why don't y'all start a company, bro? Right. A juice bar or like a fucking kiosk shop right. in the mall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah, I see where you coming I, I from. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I bet, I motherfucker. It, Nobody oh, shit. <laughs> oh, we got no. Oh, it's back, man, from the last podcast, my man. What's up? All right. Um. So yeah, bro. Yeah. So it, so that's probably not gonna happen. Yeah. Nah. It doesn't. And no. it doesn't. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to. Cause I've I've uh, City High was just one of the things I did. It wasn't something. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And and she's found her way. That's just one of the things she did. You know what I mean. But um, and I don't know honestly what's what's going on with Rob. I'm I'm good. Like yeah. he good. I don't really know, bro. I'm yeah. too busy focusing on the future and right moving forward. Like right up. So, so uh, post City High, what like you you mentioned some of the work that you did with Usher and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What other records and songs have you have you done? I've worked with Bieber, Chris Brown, uh, Mary J. Blige, Lionel Richie, LL Cool J, uh, Tyrese, Genuine. I mean, everybody in the game. What's your most profitable record that you've done? Miami's up there. Miami's up there. Uh, caught up for Usher. Caught up for Usher is yeah, up there. That's up there. Um, somebody was just asking me, like, what do you see mostly on your statements? The what would you do did really well. And that that joyful, joyful sister act shit, bro, that shit plays every year. Every year. <laughs> every year. Around this time. Every year. Every year. So I'm, it's, that's my Mariah Carey uh it's like you can cash that I can bank on that bank damn that's crazy (laughs) it's just so amazing to think of work that you did when you were 18 17 yeah still paying shit at at 40 plus bro that's fucking insane it's a blessing bro so if Miami gets picked up and they put Miami on like a commercial or something Mm -hmm. like that or they I get I get license requests for it all the time that's my most licensed song so it'll be between that and caught up is the most uh, requests I get for sync licenses and like some reality show they're doing a scene where they fly to Miami and party in the city with it that song's gonna play and you're gonna get paid. Oh, believe it. <laughs> it plays at the uh, American Airlines Arena, I think, at the Heat games. Like right. the DJs play it all the time during the games. And so, you know, that was a blessing. Big shout out to Will, man. He looked out for mm. the young. And that was my first time on a private jet with Will. Will. Yeah, yeah, jetting around the country with him on the Sony jet. That was big. Right. I didn't even know, realize what was going on. Like, it's just us on the plane? What? Yeah, well, yeah. There's a bed on the plane? What the You're fuck? Chilling. <laughs> Think about it. Will, Lauren Hill, Usher. Yeah. Really the top of the industry, man. Yeah, man. Now, let me ask you this. 
you've worked with all of these people. The culture knows you. They know your face. Mm. But I'm imagining you could walk into Best Buy or any of those places like that and really not be bothered. Mm -hmm. Is there a part of you that would have, because you, you're you financially stable, mm -hmm. you've had a great career, mm -hmm. is there a part of you that wonders what it would be like to not be able to go into Best Buy? To All not, the time. I think, I think that's why... Going back to the Lauren Hill conversation originally, you know, saying everybody's not built for the game or what have you. I know I went through my own experience of figuring out, okay, what do I, how do I really want to be in this game? Because when to have everybody running up to you and screaming your name or whatever, or assuming they know you and all that type of stuff, it it, it ain't as fun as you think it is. It's fun when you want it because if you want a bad chick over there in the corner to recognize who you are, yeah. But it ain't fun when like. These other motherfuckers coming up to you while you trying to have dinner and shit. And right. you know what I mean? So I love my anonymity. That's why I live in the valley. You know nah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I like to just be able to get in and get out. I like to go to the movies and, and just not be bothered. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's why subconsciously I probably was like fell in love with the behind the scenes writing mm -hmm. of it all. Because it's like, oh, I get to be around all the same people. I get to go to all the same parties. I get to go to all the same award shows, but I ain't got to deal with none of the fuckery. Yeah. I ain't got to sign autographs, take pictures and stuff. But then, you know, every, because I am a naturally a performer or whatever, it, 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 you'll get the itch, you'll get the bug. Like, man, you know, ain't nothing like rocking a stage. Ain't nothing like 20,000 people singing every word, hands in the sky. That shit is just a whole nother drug. Man, I remember when, when bro... And I, I've never wanted to be, I love communicating with people either live or yeah. through the camera. I love inspiring people. Yeah. I love convincing people what it is that they can do if they stop getting in their own way. That's yeah. my favorite thing in life. Mm -hmm. I love for people to be mm -hmm. like, damn, I just love connecting with people. Mm -hmm. But there's only one time I ever really, I joke that I want to be a rapper. But the only time I ever really wanted to be a rapper was watching Jay-Z's Encore video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When Hove is in Masks in the Square Garden mm -hmm. and he goes, put your diamonds up. Mm -hmm. And everybody say Hova. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Hova, yeah. Hova. And it's everybody freaking out with their diamonds in the yeah, sky. Yeah. I couldn't imagine transcendent. being on stage looking out there with all of those people. I'm like, God damn, that's amazing. There's nothing like it. The biggest, the biggest show... We ever did twenty thousand in Vancouver, mm. and it, it, when it, when it comes to like it, 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 we used to do a lot of those radio shows, so you know, yeah. like the s s jingle jams, the ninety two point three jingle jams, and all the this, you know, caller number four. We got two tickets <laughs> yeah, exactly to the Vancouver <laughs> Moose Jam <laughs> Elk City Tour Spring Bling Spring. Come through right now. I got caller number nine on the radio. I, I tell you what, we got City High coming out here right now. I got caller number nine. Caller number nine, you hit the line right there. You're going to win two tickets to see right. City High. Exactly. And there are some stories behind the scenes I've heard about City High. Actually, there could be some drama on the stage. You guys are not going to want to miss this concert. We're going to go ahead and tie into Britney Spears. Toxic. Let's do it, Britney. On Jams 103.5. On Jams 103.5. Don't miss it now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so when you're doing a lot of those radio shows, it's all about... Uh, uh, your positioning in the lineup, right? Mm. So the earlier you go on, obviously it's the daytime. It's not, you know what I mean? The so it's all about- hasn't really gotten Yeah, there. so it's, the closer you get to that nighttime headline, whoever the headliner, if it's P. Diddy and the family during our time, it would be P. Diddy and the family. It would be mm. Master P. It would be, you know what I'm saying? Oh, shout out to P. So in Vancouver, for whatever reason, 
Well, at this point, they booked us. We went on right before Master P. So it's the peak of the fucking arena. Mm -hmm. 20,000. I'm mm -hmm. nothing in the world. 20,000 motherfuckers singing a song that you wrote with your homeboy in his bedroom on a little 12 track digital recorder. And now it's like, what was it? Yeah, right. Sound is just, you feel like God, bro. Right, yeah, I feel you, bro. To tell all the motherfuckers, and they're doing everything you say. Right. All right, everybody on this side, put your head and say, fuck everybody over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. That's cr I'm saying it's Yo, crazy. That, it's, it, it, that, it's just like nothing like so it. So that's something that you still I, miss Yes, that and bit. the tour money, that tour bag. Yeah. You could get it. You could get that it. That tour bag? All you got to do is go to Australia with Claudette, bro. You could get it. Call them up right now. You know it would be great. It would tour be, bag. It would be great to like... do a, a Quibi documentary, <laughs> a Quibi documentary on y'all coming back together. Y'all can sell this as a TV show. Here I go, producer mode. Y'all can sell this as a TV show. First of all, this is some real backstory. Y'all all, right. all get back together yeah. to try to be on the Millennium Tour, or any of these tours, or anything like that. Hmm. Everybody come back together. That's a that's actually a compelling story because. Yeah. This is the thing that gets me about these types of situations. As the consumer, the people that are watching, we never know the yeah. real reason that these groups break up. Yeah. We never know why. We talked about another group. Yeah. We talked about the Project GMB. Product. Product GMB. That was on the Maria Maria joint. Mm. That song, which I would imagine was a top 10 record. Would I, almost, I almost think Maria Maria might have been. number one. Okay, so Maria Maria Maria, mm. Maria is number one. We don't know what happened to those guys. Right. right. Like, we don't know, like, that song comes out and that song is everywhere for mm -hmm. a little while. Mm -hmm. And it's not like they came back and it didn't work mm -hmm. that I can remember. It's just like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, the song. And so, when you start thinking about guys, you think, oh, shit. What happened? And then when you get into these stories, these stories sound so much mm -hmm. like life. Mm -hmm. They sound so much like the 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 guy that I a guy that I used to hoop with right who was an amazing basketball player mm -hmm. in every sense of the word mm -hmm. was at was super athletic was super instinctive was a great teammate mm -hmm. with all of that stuff and then life gets in the way of excellence mm -hmm. and life could be demons mm -hmm. life could be uh, an unplanned pregnancy vices vices life mm -hmm. could be an injury mm -hmm. life could be we don't ever when we're looking at people at the tops of these professions we don't ever leave room for just life to get involved yeah and that's kind of what happened yeah. and i don't know what happened with the product mm -hmm. guys mm -hmm. but when we hear the stories it's like okay like uh, now what like what? Like what happens next? Like what? Like where did they go? What happened with them? I'm sure those guys they might be writing mm -hmm. or doing other stuff mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever. But it's it's very compelling mm -hmm. because but you know why? Because people they and I guess rightly so, right? If if someone is thrust into the limelight and they what do we call it larger than life. Yeah. So if you're using terms like larger than life and he's larger than life, then you think everything that goes on in their life doesn't really real life. It's not real life when it is. It's just baby mama drama, tax bills, 
fucking some grandma got cancer. Personality. Cousin went to jail. Yeah. Uh, drinking problems. Niggas won't show up on time. And shit. <laughs> yeah, just regular it's, shit it's that regular get you. Shit. <laughs> regular shit that'll get you fired yeah. from any job. Yeah. Can end up curtailing that yeah. trajectory. Yeah. yeah. It's just got a lot of money and spotlight on it. Yeah. So it seems like oh celebrities are weird and they're always doing weird shit. It's like nah, it's just family shit. Me and my brother don't speak. I haven't talked to my dad and it's the same shit you going through. I hate, I hate my boss. Me and my girl just broke up, or I'm I'm cheating on my wife. All this, you know, it's regular life shit. But we think, oh no, you're larger than life. Or I don't deal with that. Or you think people also think sometimes, how could you let that regular life shit? get in the way of stuff yeah. that's larger than life. Yeah. People think that all the time too. People yeah, yeah, yeah. think that getting to a certain status. If I, how, how can you, how can MC Hammer or whoever the fuck go through 30 million? What, what do you mean? He was helping his friends. Right. And he was doing too much. Yeah. Also, people go, doing too much. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he was doing too much. Like, it happens. Also, people go, shout out to Hammer for that rebound yeah. though because we talk about how Hammer blew the Hammer's money. Hammer's the man. But you guys don't want to talk about said. the fact that Hammer is rich again. Hammer's the man. And out there doing tech work and doing all kinds of stuff that that didn't kill Hammer. Hammer is still out there doing his thing. And he's still doing his thing. So uh, Hammer got knocked down, but Hammer got back up. Hammer's the man. The the, the, <laughs> the, the richest line I ever I ever heard, though. We'll go back to Jay-Z. The richest line I ever heard was like, because unlike Hammer, 30 yeah, million can't hurt me. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, yeah. bro. Yeah. God damn. Just yeah. like, can you can you let me live my yeah. broke ass life? I don't need to hear that on the record, bro. Ah, Give funny. money to some kids. That's um, funny. but that's uh funny. but but no, so it it, it th- those things, when 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 you hear about those things, they actually um they actually sort but of that's, move that, people. That's and why, it should also yeah. be a lesson to yeah. people yeah. that stuff like that. Yeah is a concern at any yeah. level that you're at. People yeah. talk about like guys that smoke weed and get kicked out of the NFL. Mm-hmm. I know guys that smoke weed, they've gotten kicked out of all kinds of jobs. Yeah. It's not like it gets any I know easy. lawyers and doctors that do blow on the weekends religiously. Right. So what I'm saying is that <laughs> no, that's true. So what I'm saying and is And maintain that, their lawyer job or get fired or not or or have <laughs> fired. So what I what I'm saying is that obviously it it would be it's more of a tragedy in a lot of ways. I wouldn't even say that. It, it it's the same amount of tragedy when a guy loses his job at UPS yeah. for for smoking weed as yeah. it does when he's in the NFL. Yeah. Obviously, the NFL guy could pay for more people yeah. and change more lives, yeah. but the UPS guy probably has a family too. Yes, and now they're gonna be starving. Yeah. He's got to find a new job yeah. with a drug thing on yeah. his record. So, it, but bro, it, that's why that's why I that's why I gave. The, you know, I prefaced my whole story like, hold on, y'all. Now, let's remember, yeah. we were in, they were in, it was a high school. This is that time of life. Yeah. Because people are immediately ready to jump. I don't understand. You were, had success. I, how could you do this? How could you blow? What did you do in high school? How did you fuck up in high school? Let's let's open up your yearbook. Let's talk to some of your teachers and your schoolmates. Oh, who? Who, Tony? Man, yeah. let me just motherfucker one time. Yeah, yeah, jumped yeah, off yeah. the roof of the goddamn school. Right. Re- like, right? Broke so, his ankle, missed a big game. <laughs> ex- yeah. <laughs> right. Fucking off at a party. Yeah. Got a girl pregnant, crashed his daddy's car. You did a lot of dumb shit. You messed with people you shouldn't have. A lot of stuff. What do people say? A lot of people get to uh, regular, quote unquote, regular people will throw stuff off. Like, yeah, you know, but those are my college years. Yeah. Oh, you get to throw off your college years, but the celebrity and the young athlete and Chris Brown or whoever or Bieber or whatever who are living their college years on TV. Mm-hmm. And you like, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, what did you do at 19? Yeah. 
in college. Remember yeah. you got suspended? Remember you joined that frat and y'all did that dumb shit with that yeah. girl? Yeah. Remember you, did, you know what I mean? All that type of shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, but those were my college years, so it's okay. There's, there's a guy, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say his name because uh, there's a guy on ESPN name, or he used to be on ESPN, he's on Fox. His name is Doug Gottlieb. Mm -hmm. And I listen to Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb knows his basketball. He does. Doug Gottlieb, he knows his basketball. But he comes down hard on kids sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Doug Gottlieb was at Notre Dame. He got kicked out of school for stealing somebody's credit card. Mm -hmm. He got kicked out of school. This is a white boy. Mm -hmm. He got kicked out of school for kill for stealing somebody's credit card, for credit card fraud. Mm -hmm. stole, stole somebody's credit card. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, you know why people made bad decisions. Because you fucking made one. Right. Or and, two or three. Or, or, or three. So, so, so when you're saying, I don't understand how, yeah. yes, you do understand. Yep. So take a step back. Yes. Get off your high Humble horse. yourself. Put your feet on the yeah, ground. bro. Don't tolerate, yeah. but try to teach. Educate. Teaching beats, like, mm -hmm. it, the, listen. You don't have to tolerate it, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to tolerate somebody fucking up. But you do have to understand mm -hmm. that sometimes people make mistakes, mm -hmm. especially in a situation where you know, nobody died or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Come back and try to be a human about it before yeah. you just come down on someone to get yeah. people to th say, oh, he's tough on this. Yeah. No. You stole somebody's credit card. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make you a bad person mm -hmm. in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. But now we got to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Because you're acting like you're holier than that. Mm -hmm. So I think that there can be a little bit more leeway from everyone in and these well, situations. Well, you know what we forget, too, and, and it, it's something that's that's dear to my heart because, like, my son, uh, my oldest son, he's 16, but he's huge. Mm -hmm. He's, like, big. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Way taller than me. Yeah. He get it from his mom's side. So... He's probably, I want to he, be known he's probably that gonna, Ryan just called me fat. He said, "No, I mean tall." He said he's huge, and then he looked at me. So and I, I and it, I and I, dude, I used the height whatever my barometer with my hand. Right, right, right. I didn't go, <laughs> you know, right. like you, you know, like your fat ass, man. Like, so so I know my son. I know mm -hmm. he's a sweetheart. I know he's he's a gentle giant, right? Mm -hmm. But I think about society, and I'm like, wow, as a a big ass black kid like that, mm -hmm. he looks like a man. So you would uh, expect bro. man decisions and yeah. man behavior. Bro. And I know that his big ass still like to crawl on the ground and fart and wrestle. And yeah. he's still, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, that scares me sometimes because I'm like, dang, man. Right. It's like how we look at these athletes. They're big ass kids. They're huge as fuck. Right. And they look scary and they look like a man. But it's like he's 17. He just graduated high school. He don't know shit. Bro. You Ryan, know what I'm listen, saying? Listen, you, I never forget this. You didn't, you know, I, I'm sure that your son's a good boy. Um, and you should have a conversation. I'm sure you have Absolutely. about how society perceives him. Absolutely. When Darren Wilson was talking about Mike Brown, uh, well, I, I look at a kid being from where I'm from and I see the youth in their eyes. Mm -hmm. I see mm -hmm. the baby. I can, I can see it. Don't mm -hmm. matter what they can do mm -hmm. on the basketball, wherever we are, Darren Wilson Says that Mike Brown was charging him and then he looked like a demon Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. He's like, this guy's fucking huge. He mm -hmm. was like a demon coming towards, like, it was who's like Hulk Hogan? Like, he took an 18 year old kid mm -hmm. and transformed him mm -hmm. into a demon Hulk Hogan. <laughs> a professional killer. A, like, like, a demon <laughs> Hulk Hogan, right? Right. Something that was going to engulf him and yeah. take his life from him. Yeah. I, I look at Mike Brown because of the familiarity and can easily see an mm -hmm. 18 year old. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he had to die. 
Um, and so, and and so, like for 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 me, what you're talking about as far as the way we're perceived, mm-hmm. we don't have to accept it and we shouldn't accept it because we get to be human too, mm-hmm. but we do need to understand it. Mm-hmm. It's something that's very important to understand. I'm not going to accept any injustice mm-hmm. or any unfairness as it relates to my people. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say, Oh, this is the way it is. So we got to act a little bit better. Now fuck all of that. Mm-hmm. But I do, I am going to understand what the actual perception is yeah. so that you can go out there best equipped yeah. to, to do your thing. That brings me to something else. That I'm going to talk about really quickly. And I don't want to leave this. Um, I think it was Monday. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. That, uh, ooh, we got word the Juice World passed away. And I want to talk about this for a second. Um, so Juice World died. He had a seizure um, in Chicago after his jet had landed. I think it was at the airport. Mm-hmm. Now, there's not uh, any uh, sort of real information on what killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's There are different reports saying that uh, maybe he had ingested some Percocet mm. uh, in a in a panic to try to stop himself from uh, to stop authorities from getting to the Percocet, or that um, uh, it was just something drug related in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's no toxicology out out yet. Mm-hmm. He had a seizure. There are many reasons to have a seizure. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, and I'll shout out uh, Charlemagne for actually. Give talking to me about this when I said something about, uh, you know, man, it's a shame. Another drug. So I mean, goes no, we don't know that this was drugs. There are all kinds of reasons why this mm-hmm. was like this young man could have had a seizure. So let's get the reasons why he might have had a seizure before we go off and say uh, that this was drug related. Uh, despite the fact that there might have been some drug references or he had some admitted drug issues in the past, the first thing we should do is something I hope everyone did, which was pray for Juice, mm-hmm. pray for his family, pray mm-hmm. for his soul, pray for everyone that's going to be impacted by the fact that he's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I what I will say though is if this is in fact drug related, if this is in fact something that has to do um, with an ongoing epidemic that is hitting home in the black community and the hip hop community specifically, I just want people to, to ask themselves how much of this that we're willing to endure. Right. Right. Like, like what are we willing to accept here? How many with he's 21. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Peep died. Mm -hmm. We lost Mac. Mm -hmm. Like all of this, like how much of this are we willing to grow through? Wayne had a seizure. Ross had a seizure. Mm-hmm. Some people think that that was related to mm-hmm. lane usage. You know, we lost Pimp. We lost a bunch of people. It's getting worse, um, obviously, on a national scale. And we're starting to feel it right now. This kid was 21. I'm not preaching to anyone. Mm-hmm. There's no preaching. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no need to preach. Mm-hmm. I have enough things that are that are wrong with me mm-hmm. to where I can't come down on anybody about their lifestyle. <laughs> but if we, as a community, as a people... Don't prioritize our health and wellness. Yeah, man. Our health and wellness, mm-hmm. the amount of sleeping, mm-hmm. how much water we're drinking, the mm-hmm. food that we're eating. How much the, daylight and sunlight we're Daylight getting. and sunlight <laughs> we're seeing. Air. The fun, if we don't prioritize <laughs> yeah. these things, yeah, bro. they will kill you. Facts. You will die. And and I, I'll just say to to that, and I wanna I wanna put this out there, you know, <clears throat> during that whole time, like I said. The guy Robbie in, in my group, he wasn't the only one getting turned up to the max, to the mid axe. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I was right there too. I was a hot mess, my damn self. You mm-hmm. feel me? So it's 
I just so I just thank my lucky stars. I thank God every day that it didn't. Well, it definitely took over me, but not to the degree that it did with him. Got, I was still able to function. I was still I was like the functioning. You got lucky. Addict, yeah. alcoholic. I you could still lucky. go to work. I would right. still get the job done. Turned up, and the music business promotes that. You're in the studio yeah. late nights. You're drinking. You popping pills to stay up. You drinking Red Bull. You smoking weed to get the vibe. It's it's really disgusting when you think about it. But well, I, th- 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 <laughs> this is what I would say. This is what I would say. To anybody that's hearing my voice right now, if you're in a rap crew, right? If you're in an entourage, if your man has made it big, if it's five of y'all, mm-hmm. if it's 10 of y'all, however many people can fit on the jet, how many people can be backstage, all of y'all can't be the dummy. Mm-hmm. There needs to be one guy that says, hey, bro, get some sleep. Yeah. One guy that says, hey, man, drink some water. Yeah. Hey, man. Like, not today. Hey, this is becoming... There needs to be one sensible person because the ripple effect that happens when we lose someone, be it to violence, be it to anyone else, is that now there is an entire... There was an entire group of people that were going to be able to ascend based upon the ascension of Juice World. Like, in our community, we grow, we go up and we take people yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. And people get jobs as a yeah. r People yeah. get jobs. People start security firms. Yeah. People get, mm-hmm. like, Luda sends, his, sends family members to culinary mm-hmm. school there. Mm-hmm. Now, none of that happens. Yeah. None of that happens because you're so busy partying with your man yeah. that you forget to love your man. Facts. You forget to be, you forget to be there for him in a real way, in a life way. Because I know personally, in my crew, we ain't had no money. But when one of us was wilding, mm-hmm. when my boy was out there in the streets, niggas jumping out, I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. When when somebody looked like they was having a problem, it's like, yo, my man, you need to slow down. Well, well, what happens is you you have to. <laughs> there's there's a saying. Uh, it's like don't. I used to tell like my friends, don't let my success go to your head. You know, they, they, normally they'll tell this, all right, don't let your success go to your head. No, don't let my success go to your head mm. in the sense of don't ever let me become so big that your love for my bigness outweighs your love for me. What up? So you loving my fame so much that you not even loving me enough to smack that out of my hand and tell me, fam, you're wild. Even take me outside. Like, nigga, I don't give a fuck. I'll, we can get outside the bus and scrap if we need to. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Or you can send me home. Like, a lot of motherfuckers don't want to go home. They don't want to lose their job. They don't want to, because their guy is the number one guy. He's the boss. Mm-hmm. So he, just like he flew you in and now you on the jet and you in the hotels and you living, he can send your ass home because you're not falling in line. But you got to love your man more than his fame. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's your day one. If he's your day one, then you ain't. Why are you scared of him? Right. Because why? Because he got more money. He's still the same motherfucker you used to play football with in the backyard, and y'all used to. You know what I mean? So it's like you you can't let your friends' success go to your head. You got to be willing to be that rock and be willing to. If this is your man, if I'm talking about your man's man's your day one, you mm-hmm. got to be willing to smack him in the motherfucking mouth, like bro. We family for real, and it, and 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 it ain't gotta be no big ass speech. It's a call. It's a text. It's a let me holler at you real quick. Mm-hmm. You haven't slept in three days. I'm kicking every. I'm kicking all the ladies mm-hmm. off the bus right now. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a thing. It's like yo, we've been drinking Fanta yeah. with promethazine in it, yeah. or Activist in it for a couple of days. Let's have a day, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put together a detox wellness mm-hmm. retreat for brothers in the hip hop, so we can mm-hmm. just br- brothers. Period. 
so we can come together and get our bodies and our minds mm -hmm. right, man. Well, you know what? This is what I'm doing now, and, and it's all comes from education. Um, it comes from the older the older guys like myself, because now I'm in the room, I'm looking around, and I'm the oldest guy in the room. All my clients are young. Mm -hmm. All my clients are, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're 10 plus years younger than me, right? Mm -hmm. So these, this is the world that I live in. So, But they don't know that I'm as old as I am because, I number one, I stay connected to their culture. I try to stay relevant, not to be the old guy trying to be young, but, like, I speak their language. I'm not bitter, mm -hmm. as you can see. I'm not, like, the guy that's always talking about the good old days. I'm in and their you're world. Healthy. And I'm healthy. So then they go, damn, OG, like, damn, bro, like, what, what you doing? I'm looking better than them. Yeah. I go to boxing. I can outbox them. I can outrun them. I can yeah. outlift them, right? So they want to work out with me. They want to be around me. And then now I'm giving them the game. And I'm like, yo, bro, you got to do da 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 Yo, bro, you need, I'm, it's like cats like me that are older, but still able to f fly in their world that can be that friend that you're talking about. Because yeah. their homies are just as young and dumb as they are. Right. So they don't know that about saving money, buying real estate. Right. No, don't, don't buy that car, bro. Let's go buy some row homes right. in the hood, flip them, da da da. Yeah. Their homies not necessarily thinking like right. that because they're just as young and dumb. Right. So it takes, that's what I'm doing with the second half of my life. The next 28 years of my career, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay fly. I'm going to stay fit. I'm going to stay that guy and I'm just going to educate and be the cool ass uncle like that they all want to be like. Gotta be that. <laughs> if you got if you if you, you, know if, I mean? you if you look around at your crew, you gotta you just need you need one smart dude in your crew. One yeah. guy that's gonna That's why you. every team has a vet on the team. Every you team got your has rookies, you got your superstars, and then you got your veteran. Have your fun, man. Yeah. Test your limits. Do all of that. But take some time for you. Yeah. Um it my heart goes out to that. And once Absolutely. again, we don't know what happened to this young it's brother tragic, or what man. really went down. My heart goes yeah. out to his family. Mm -hmm. Um my heart goes out to the family of Mac and Miller, but you know what? I'm tired of my heart going out. Yeah. I'm tired of giving my heart out. We got to lead by example. You, know you what losing saying? your weight, being on your health journey, it's lead by example. Don't preach to them. Vibe man. with them. Vibe with them and we just love they going to want to be around you cuz you just the flyest motherfucker in the room. I'm you ain't got to like, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's, that's the best ministry. <laughs> the best ministry success, man. Absolutely. We, 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 young brothers and sisters, man. Absolutely. We love y'all. We just want to see y'all doing good. Absolutely. All right, listen. Yeah, man. We out, man. That look woo. Mhm. Mm woo. Yeah. Thank you, podcast, man. Thank bro. you for letting me. I this is my first interview about all of that. Ever. Seriously, I never opened my mouth. Seriously, not once, not one time, not one time. And now you did. Yep. How's it feel? It felt like therapy. It felt good to get it off. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. What before we before we? And run it's out, just so. my perspective of the story. So if my dates or if a little bit of the timeline is a little, please y'all don't be mad at me. No, that ain't what happened. Okay, fine, whatever. I really don't care at this what, what, point. What you working on now? What's next? Right now, I'm dropping my own music. Okay. Um, got my own artist. This artist named Kawhi. Got um, my own content company. So it's all about content creation now. Right up. So I've, I've transitioned from artist to writer to content creator. You know the drill. I got it. Like yeah. any uh, big placements coming up? Any album work? Usher's album. Okay. Um, helping him finish that. Working, doing a lot of stuff for Empire. We've been writing on that until they cancel that. That's a nice bag too. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jesse, man. Yeah. Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout out to Lee Daniels. That's the homie, Jesse. The homie. Listen, man. I, right. man, I still I talk to Jesse. I need to know what that is. He needs to I, really. Jesse let us got know an open invitation. I still talk to Jesse, yeah. man. Me and Jesse be going. Jesse got an open up invitation, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm riding with you till the yeah. wheels fall off, homie. Yeah. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, at Ryan Toby Ryan. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. All right. We out.